Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Thanks for being with us on our latest podcast. We're featuring some of the top prospects in the Rays organization. And in these podcasts, you'll hear from a player and a coach or manager who worked with that individual a lot this year. Now, during the holidays, I really couldn't think of a better person to start with than Xavier Edwards. He's holding his fourth annual camp back in his home area of North Broward Prep from December 21st through the 23rd. We'll touch on the terrific things that Xavier is doing off the field, as well as look back at a really solid season in AA Montgomery. Plus, we'll chat with the Biscuits manager, Morgan Ensberg. We start, though, with Xavier, beginning with what this camp is about and what it means to him. I'm doing this camp because uh, I feel like it's the least I can do with the opportunity I've been given. Um, I've been... Oh, grateful. I've been blessed enough to, to be drafted out of high school. Uh, you know, I've met a lot of good friends along the way between, uh, you know, amateur baseball and pro baseball. And I feel like it's, you know, it's the least I can do for my home area to just be able to, to give back to these kids, you know, during the Christmas time and, and give them something, you know, something to look forward to and a place where they can have fun for a couple of days and you're not have to worry about, you know, costs or anything like that. Like, like it may be for other case, or other camps and and, you know, just enjoy your time, have fun, get some good instruction from, you know, a lot of guys that they may, you know, look up to, they may play with on MLB The Show and the guys they even see on their TV screens when they watch, you know, MLB. So, um, so it's a great opportunity just to be able to, you know, give back and uh, help the kids around this area. Give me an idea how it started, Xavier, and then how it's grown in four years. My dad first kind of approached me about the idea, you know, you know, what do you, uh, what do you think about doing a camp? Uh, I was all aboard for the idea. Um, I love helping kids. You know, I just didn't really know how. And my dad, you know, he's he's ran showcases and had tryouts and you know done a travel circuit. So he was more familiar with uh, running a camp. Uh, so, you know, he set it up for me the first year. Uh, I was my first off season. I had 18 kids there. Uh, second year got a little larger. I had about 50 kids. And then last year I did it for the third year and had around 75, 80 kids. This year we're looking at about you know 110 kids. So as you can tell, it's it's grown quite a bit over the, the few years that we've been doing it. But um, nonetheless, I mean it's it's a great opportunity for for me. You know, not just the, not just the kids, but for me, you know, it's a ton of fun for me to be able to get around and see the kids smiling, having a good time on the baseball field, and uh, you know, just being able to pass along you know, the information I know, the information that my friends that are you know great enough to to help me out during to run the camp and just to pass it along, you know, just have a, 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 you know, have a good time on the baseball field with these kids. 
Obviously, you have a, a great family situation, but um, do you reflect on on what it, you know when you were a kid? If if something like this were held in your area, what it would mean to you just to meet guys who were on their way to the big leagues or were in the big leagues? Yeah, absolutely. As a kid, you know, there's nothing like you know meeting the people that you look up to. Um, I know for me, I was a, a big Derek Jeter fan. You know, most people from New York um, are at a young age. You know, Yankees, Derek Jeter fans. Um, so you know, getting to meet Derek Jeter would have been a cool thing uh, growing up. And, you know, if you had a camp, I'm sure I would have been a part of it. So it's, it's cool to be able to just offer that to these kids. And, you know, just, you know, a lot of the names that we have, just guys that have been here, that are from here, that still live here in their off seasons while they're, you know, making their way to the big leagues or already in the big leagues, or they're at some of the, you know, the, the best D1 schools in the country. So it's cool to be able to see these, you know, these, these kids. And I remember when we were all little and, growing up in an amateur baseball playing together and to think that now, wow, down the road, you know, we've been drafted, we've been signed to the best schools and here we are with this incredible opportunity to help other people. So it's, you know, I feel like it's the least we can do with, with what we've been given. You've probably seen at least a few kids that have gone to each of these camps or at least multiple camps. Is it kind of nice to see them grow too and think what it would be like if they get to play in high school, if they get a division one scholarship and someone from your camp eventually gets drafted. Absolutely. It's great to see the growth that these kids can make in, you know, just one year and the strides that they can make, how much better they, they come back prepared for the camp. I mean, when I say that, I mean, you know, baseball wise, you know, these guys that they have such, there's so much talent here in South Florida and to see it and to get a grasp of it at such a, a young age, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's hard for, for words to describe, but but it's great to see the kids come back. And, uh, you know, the big thing is that they enjoy their time, that their parents get to learn something. They learn something to take away from it. But they just so that they know, like, when the time comes for them, you don't need to be a five-time all-star and all-world player to be able to help other people, you know? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot to be able to help other people. So, I mean, that was a big message for me that I wanted to convey. You know, I just got drafted and I started doing it right away. I know some people wait till they're big leaguers or maybe they have a bigger name. But for me, it was having the opportunity and jumping on the opportunity to be able to help. And so I took it. I ran with it. I think it is important, though, to know, Xavier, that you are the rare case. I mean, you, you, you noted that in a sense. I mean, a lot of guys would say, I'm going to wait till I get to the big leagues so I can do more when I can do it. But you've started already this campaign, I would imagine – that, you know, hopefully when you get to the big leagues and succeed at the big leagues, you'll be able to even increase, you know, your, your footprint. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, you know, who is there to say that you have to be, you know, you have to have these accolades or have this much success at the highest level to be able to help somebody. I don't think that's the case. I think I can help these kids in a way, or I could give them a space to have a good time and they could get some information. Their parents get information about college about the showcase circuit, the amateur circuit. I mean, I've been through it all except for the college circuit, but I've been through the whole amateur circuit. So there's information that my family, my agent, uh, some of my former coaches, my former teammates, uh, myself, that I can give to these parents that are going into the same thing with their kids, whether it be their kid's a freshman and he's, you know, transferred to a school and he's trying to figure out what summer team to play for and, you know, what showcases to and to not go to. Oh, Xavier, what showcases did you go to? So, you know, those things like that, I can help out. I can go a long way with these these kids and these parents. And, you know, something I thought, I feel like they'll always remember because I remember it every year. Um, it's it's a lot of fun for me to be able to 
to see these kids smile. I mean, it makes me, it's probably just as much fun for me as it is for them, if not more for me, because it's, there's nothing like being able to help people and you know, see a smile on your face. You can hear that in your voice. I'm guessing your mom and dad had a pretty good impression on the importance of giving to others growing up. Absolutely. Um, I, I love everything my parents and they're, you know, they're, they're completely the reason why I am where I am, why I've gotten as far as I've gone. And I wouldn't be anywhere without them. Um, they gave a lot for me to, they sacrificed a lot for me to be able to be in the position I'm in, for me to go to all the showcases and, you know, play on the travel teams and do all the travel stuff that I was able to do. And they've always preached to me, like, like it says in the Bible, um, too much, uh, much is asked, much is, you know, expected. So, or much is given, much is expected. So, I mean, I, I've been given a lot and blessed in a lot of different ways. So um, I'm expected to, you know, share that and to do the best I can to, to pass it along to the next generation and, and everywhere I can. Well, you're giving to others and that's really cool. I, I, you know, I do want to touch a little bit on the baseball side of things. What, what did you learn this year? How, and how, what did you think of your season? I'll answer the second part first. I, I think I had a pretty solid year. Um, I definitely learned a lot, uh, you know, just from the guys. I had a great coaching staff. Um, I can't say enough good good things about the staff I had and people I had in my corner this year. So I learned a lot from those guys. I played in the big league, so they had a lot to teach me about, um, you know, just further becoming a pro, you know. Um, never really have it figured out. I would say this is a game that's humbling and you're always adapting and learning, trying new things to, to better yourself. So I feel like uh, this year challenged me in that aspect. You know, I got hurt right before camp. So it was the first year I'd ever come into the first time I'd ever come into the season hurt or I missed uh, a considerable amount of time at the very beginning of the season hurt. So that was something I learned from uh, my first big league camp. So more, more learning experiences from that. But um, I'd say I learned a lot, you know, just being, being a pro, carrying yourself like a pro, uh, creating a routine, sticking to that routine, um, you know, tinkering with, and adjusting your routine uh, to your specific needs, whether it be, you know, at the beginning of the season and, and then versus your routine towards the end of the season when, you know, you're tired and, and, you know, how to try to get out of that lull as soon as possible. So a lot of things uh, challenged me and I, that, that I learned from this year. You also had a lot of accolades. You got to go to the, uh, you know, the Futures game for the first time. What was that like for you and what did you get out of it? So it was a great experience. Uh, getting to see my parents first off for I hadn't seen them in a little while. So having them to be there to share that special moment was a, was a huge part of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, being at Coors Field, a beautiful facility, um, ton of fans, just great event all together. And one I'll never forget, you know, playing with all those guys. And um, it, it was, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, it really was. It was an honor to go and be invited to it. Uh, I definitely would do it again if I had the chance. So it's definitely cool to get a, a good taste of kind of what the big leagues is like and what the fields are like, what the facilities are like, you know, what, what goes on behind the scenes in the locker room before the game, like all that kind of stuff that, that gets you, you know, a little bit more prepared than you were, you know, say beforehand. So um, it's a lot of, a lot of fun, a great experience. And I would recommend for, you know, anyone that ever gets a chance to do it. Was it in any way, obviously you're a very motivated individual, but was it motivating in any way to you to be there in that environment? Yeah, which I mean, yeah, I, you know, I like how you said that. I, I, I like to think of myself as very motivated, but yeah, you know, it's an extra chip, you know, and a little bit of fuel to the fire. I um, you know, you get to see, you know, all the top prospects and in, in my league baseball in one place, and you know, you, 
you know, everyone's, you know, you're just you're right there. You're one step away or one or two steps away, you know, call away. So, you know, it's, I think it just, you know, fans are fire even more. Uh, it just makes it burn a little hotter. So, you know, you're right there. You, you can accomplish it. And it just instills that confidence that like me and, and others already have in, in ourselves. So I would say it fuels a fire a little bit for sure. Were there any guys you became friendly with after the fact that maybe you had played against, didn't really know them, thought, I now that you're in the same clubhouse with them, you thought, wow, pretty good guy. I didn't know much about him. Um, I wouldn't say there was a few. It was, there was a few guys I, I kind of got to talk to. Uh, Reed Detmers, uh, I got to talk to him a little bit. His locker happened to be close to mine, uh, probably because of last name. So his locker happened to be close to mine. I just faced him like, the same week that I we, that we both ended up going there, so I got to know him a little bit. Talked to him, uh, talked to one of my old friends, Cedar Downs. I hadn't seen him in a little while, but we grew up playing, you know, against and together each other, and so I got to see him, you know, catch up with those guys a little bit. But a lot of good guys, you know, a lot a lot of good players, and not just players, but also good people. And as you start to get ready for next year, Xavier, what are the things that you're focusing on? Are you have you adjusted your routine? I know you do a lot of work in the off season. So, what's the off season been like, and what are the next several weeks going to be like? Uh, it's funny you ask. I just got done practicing not that long ago, but uh, you know I've been um, working out with uh, Brownie, you know, or Greg Brown. You know, he uh, just got the job with the Cubs, so I've been hitting with him as much as I can. You know, working out with my dad still uh, you know, in the gym. You know, just trying to work on my flexibility, my strength, my durability, you know, getting injured this year, definitely shine a light on that. I, you know, I want to be able to play every day and, you know, stay healthy and trying to come up with your team to remain healthy, flexible, you know, in the, in the latter months of the season. So, you know, that can, I, so I, I can avoid those lulls a little bit or to the best that I can, you know, they're going to come eventually, but, you know, try to minimize the lulls in the season towards the end. So how I can stay strong and fresh for as long as possible. Um, that's what it's been so far for me. Um, spending some family time, you know, hanging out with friends as well. But that's what it's been. Well, you knew mentioned lulls, but you look at your numbers. You hit 300 with a 380 on base percentage. Um, obviously, you can always get better. But are there certain things more on the offensive end, the defensive end, the base running, where you would like to grow your game next year? Uh, I want to. I think this year is a little bit of a low year for for me. Um, stealing bases wise, I had a little bit of a leg issue, so that may be tied into it, but, uh, I've been on top of my running, especially this off season defense, the same with the Rays wanting us to play a different position. So, uh, I've been playing second, third, I'm still working at shortstop, you know, if my name is called upon to go there. So, um, I'll be ready, you know, going to the last off season, I hadn't done any third base work. I hadn't done any third base work since I was, you know, Royal Palm Beach all-star. So. Um, it was my first real taste of playing third base in a really long time. And then have to do it at Big League Camp was, was a bit of a shock and a surprise. So, you know, now going into next year, I'll know that, you know, I had to put the work in at third base as well as second base and short stuff like I had in the past. So, um, you know, continue to do that, you know, continue to work on arm strength and switch hitting both sides of the ball. So, you know, a lot to work on and hone in on. You know, try to stay consistent as possible and, and to be in position as much as possible to do the things I want to do. Well, we're going to hear on this podcast from your manager, Morgan Innsbruck. He raved about you. 
Um, you shouldn't be surprised about that, not only about you on the field, but off the field too. But obviously the things you're doing in the community are terrific. And uh, we hope you continue to do that and continue to grow uh, as a player too. And we appreciate some time on our latest podcast. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to listening. That's Xavier Edwards, and he's certainly worth a follow on Twitter. He's at X Edwards and the number nine. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I also spoke with Xavier's manager, Morgan Ensberg, about how impressive Edwards is, especially that he's now had this camp for four seasons before getting to the majors. Yeah, well, Neil, first of all, thanks for having me. And yeah, I mean, you know, the holiday season's coming up, and so this is a, a great time, but I'm not sure about you, but my mind is always kind of working on on baseball and to get a chance to talk about X is something that's really great because you're dealing with an awesome kid. You know, obviously I say kid, he is a man, but this is a guy uh, who just really cares. And it's a guy who has supreme talent. So it doesn't surprise me one bit to find out that, you know, he's fourth year in the row on his camps. He, he really understands uh, how to do things correctly. When did you first get that picture of him? Like when, what, what stands out when you conversationally, when you chat with him that makes him such a good person before we talk about the ball player? You know, it's how you are carrying yourself on the field and with your teammates. It's how you're interacting with your coaches. It's how you're interacting with training staff. It's not unlike, I think, most people in other jobs. Our job just happens to be on a baseball field. But I think in terms of the social interactions, they're very similar uh, to other workplaces. The one difference is baseball players are able to basically go directly into your heart and, and read, you know, directly into your mind to find out, does this coach or manager care about me or do they care about themselves? And if you find out uh, or if a player looks at you and thinks for one second that you only care about your managerial agenda, you're completely out. So really the first interactions I had with X it was very easy to tell that we were dealing with a very special and a good, good man. How much easier does that make it to manage a talent like that? Because he is very, very talented. Well, it's, it's, it's supremely important. I mean, what, what you have with X is somebody that has supreme bats of ball skills. He plays great defense, plus, plus speed, really understands the game. However, once you get to double A, I really look at double A, and I think a lot of people, you know, in the industry look at double A as this is actually the first year of grown man baseball. You can get to double A solely on talent. But when you get to double A, all of a sudden you're going to be stretched with uh, having to learn new skills. So you really have to be somebody that establishes trust with a player because the current way that they're going to do things is not necessarily going to get them to the big leagues. And they usually find that out in double A. So knowing that X is a guy that wants to learn and 
And let me be clear about this, Neil. This guy's engine to try to want to get better is elite. I mean, he really wants to get better. He basically came up to me one day. We had been just throwing the idea of playing third base just a little bit. We threw it out. The dude legitimately said, hey, we were talking about playing at third base. What do you think about you know, us doing that? I said, sure, I'll, I'll play there tomorrow. He goes, no, I want to play there today. I said, awesome. You know, this guy's drive, right? Now, I don't believe that he would have said that or done that had we not worked on it and had we not built the trust over, by the way, a month period of time, right? So the point I'm trying to say is that it's great to have a guy who wants to get better, but it's not just something that you can just, you can just do. You have to be able to establish your trust. And if he doesn't trust you, well, I think like, like any other player, it, it's going to be very difficult. Let's touch on the skill set because, as you mentioned, there's some real unique skills. How good can this kid be, and where do you see him fitting in over the long haul? Neil, the the more I'm in this game, I feel like the less I know. And and I feel like in terms of the bat-to-ball skills, the ability to hit velo, the ability to use the entire field, uh, obviously both sides of, of the plate, the ability to play second base and third base. And towards the end of the season, had we not just run out of time just due to the nature of, of the season, we were going to start playing him at short. How high can he go? Obviously big leagues. How high, you know, from that, honestly, Neil, I don't know. I, I, I simply don't know. I would say this, no matter what this guy accomplishes, however high it gets, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think it's really, he's still very young and, and I don't know where the ceiling is. Like I said, he has this engine and this drive to get better. Very, I mean, specifically with the bat. I mean, he really loves hitting. And I mean, most guys do, but he really loves hitting. So, is, you know, where does he fit? He definitely fits in the lineup, right? Like, I don't care. Like, put him in the lineup, put him anywhere. Uh, but this is a guy I think that, that has a very high ceiling, but I, I'm terrible at predicting. I mean, big leagues for sure. He's got, as you mentioned, a very unique skill set because in this day and age, so many guys are trying to drive the ball out of the ballpark or are trying to add the extra base hit. And he's got almost, it sounds like an old school mentality with the bat to ball skills, which you're starting to see a little more of in the Rays organization than many other places around, around the game. How special is that? And how do you find that balance between, Hey, you know, you, you're going to see him physically grow. So obviously you probably will grow into some power. That's usually the last tool to show. There's going to be more thumb. I mean, he hit a ball in our uh, championship game against the Braves that was absolutely murdered. I mean, and he hit the ball really far in, in the gaps in Montgomery, which normally would be in most ballparks out. It's just due to the nature of the size of the field in Montgomery. There's some pop in there that, uh, is obviously going to develop. But one of the key indicators that we look at across the, across the game is kind of like your strikeout rate, right? Like the strikeout rate is naturally going to go up each level because you're facing better competition and acts as a guy that doesn't strike out. Now, I want to say something. That doesn't mean that he's simply paying pepper or he's uh, you know, playing cricket where he's just trying to deflect the ball. He has an incredible understanding of the strike zone, which means that he sees the ball. And these are the most important indicators because it's very difficult to train a player. I'm not even sure if it's possible, but it's very difficult to train a player to actually see the ball 
and really have such command of the strike zone. He has that. And I think that's the most unique skill about him. I think a lot of people are excited just because of how many switch hitters there are now in this organization, too. You look at him and some of the others that have gotten to the big leagues already. Um, it, it's got to be a unique challenge to try and attack that on the other side, too. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously, that, that's obviously something that the Rays are all about. But what's been most impressive about the Rays is really their blend of using a model that helps them understand the type of players that they're looking for and then using the scouts to go out there and get eyes on it and add their uh, their opinions to it and when you mesh this thing together which is not an exact science right i mean it's very much like cooking i mean we can talk about putting a very specific measurement but a lot of it is feel and what the rays have done and what is absolutely incredible is the quality of ball player that they're able to identify and also I think their ability to project uh, to see what this these different players can become is is incredible. So one of the characteristics that we have, like you mentioned, is the switch hitter. But I would also argue that the different types of pitchers we have, I would argue the ability for these players to play multiple positions. It's really a fun organization to coach because not only are you coaching great players, but you're also teaching players to play positions or do things that are very uncomfortable and for a coach it really doesn't get better than that and they all seem to have great character and you've touched a little bit on Xavier's character what makes him an asset not only on the field and as a kid to coach a young man to coach but also an asset in the clubhouse it's everything I think you know I think a lot of times people use buzzwords so much but but I really want to slow down here and, and talk about culture for a second. And I don't want this word to just go over people's heads. It's a very specific culture that's been developed over years here with the Rays. And simply put, I think for as much analytics that, that, that people perceive the Rays to have, which they do, they have a, 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 an incredible understanding of, of how to measure players and that type of language. But what I've noticed the most is just how much they care about people and also how much they take into consideration everybody's opinion. And they really try to mesh that. Now, understand when you do something that and when your coach or a player really feels heard, that's when the culture starts changing. You can ask a coach a question. You can ask a coach a player. But if you don't feel like you're actually being heard, then you don't trust that. I think what happens is the the ownership front office puts their money where their mouth mouths are. And when you do give an opinion, they really do take it in. And so as a coach or manager, you're able to take that because you have that backing and you're, be, you're able to really create an open culture that allows for discussion that might not agree with what the coach or the player is saying, but it's not one of conflict, right? It's more one of questioning. And it's also more one of, Maybe I don't know the exact answer to this, but I'll try to find it for you. So when a player is in this environment, they're allowed to question without feeling like their hand's going to get slapped. And with that becomes trust. And when you have trust, you naturally are able to start getting more and more out of the player's natural ability. Because if they trust you, and if you've created this environment where they're not afraid to fail or they're allowed to question, they're willing to risk it. And I think the, the raise... 
I would be surprised to find another organization that has done it just as good as the Rays have done it. Well, it's great to hear, Morgan, your perspective on the organization and Xavier and his, his growth to this point and the, and the room for growth in the future. We appreciate a few minutes and have a very happy holiday season. Hey, thank you so much. Get his autograph now. Get it as much as you can. you got to watch this kid play. This dude's going to play in the big leagues. He's a very good player. That's Morgan Ensberg, and we certainly appreciate his time and that of Xavier Edwards. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon.